0: Now we find ourselves in Juz 19, which begins in the midst, in the in the middle, roughly, of Surah Furqan. And then you also have Surah Shu'ara, and then you have uh, part of Surah an The the first point that I want to touch upon is. When you look at Surah Furqan as a whole it's interesting to note that at the very beginning it starts with tabarak referring to Allah azza wa Jal, blessed is he tabarakalladhi nazal al-furqan ala abdihi liyakuna lil'alamin nadira. the other surah that begins with tabarak as we know Tabarak bi yadihi al wa ala kulli shay'in qadir regarding surah furqan it starts with Tabarak, and then at the end of the surah, you have this passage dedicated to this beautiful description of Ibadul Rahman. And not just any name of Allah Azza wa Jal, but specifically His name, Ar-Rahman, Servants of Ar-Rahman, of the Most Merciful. It's interesting to take a short side note and to notice that when you look at Surah rahman at the beginning of Surah Ar-Rahman, the first ayah is Ar-Rahman. And then at the end of that surah, you have tabarak, tabarak It's very interesting and beautiful how you have different types of symmetry and different patterns in the Quran. In the beginning of this juz, there's a very very powerful passage, and there's an ayah within that passage in which Allah Azza wa Jal mentions that the Prophet will say, sallallahu alaihi wasallam, that my people have abandoned this Qur'an. And one of the key ways, some of the key ways that we can hopefully get ourselves out of that type of difficult scenario, that type of debacle, is to pay very close attention to what Allah mentions at the end of the same Surah regarding Ibadur Rahman. Because if we take note of these beautiful ayahs, in which Allah describes the servants of the Most Merciful, and we take even a few, even one element from that beautiful description of, uh, with several characteristics of who عباد Rahman are, if we start small with one of them, something easy, something practical, then one will grow into two, which will turn into three, four, five, and then hopefully all of them over time. But by trying to practice those ayat, by trying to learn them and to live them as best we can, then that'll, that'll give us, hopefully, a way out of being included in that complaint of the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wa So that's the, the first point that I want to mention towards the beginning of the juz is the ayahs specifically. Just for us to keep in mind that when it comes to this Qur'an, it's not, it's not one, of course, it's not something to be abandoned. I mean, if there was this, you know, huge mountain of gold and a a sign that says free, take however much you want. People aren't going to walk away with nothing. People aren't going to walk away with one or two gold coins. People are going to stuff their pockets and go and and come back with 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 bags or suitcases. And and they're they're going to value it. They're going to want to take it with them back to where they came from. They're going to want to take it with them wherever they're going because they see it as something of value. And Allah mentions in the Quran that there are going to be people in the hereafter, they'd be willing to give the earth's weight in gold to get out of Allah's punishment. We ask Allah to protect us from that. So when we when we look at the ayah, it's it's like a, a healthy warning for us. Not a warning that's supposed to be paralyzing, and it's also not supposed to be ignored entirely. But within our deen, hope is supposed to drive us towards doing good, and fear is also supposed to drive us towards Doing good. There's supposed to be a healthy balance on on both sides of the scale. That's the first point that I want to touch upon. The next point, when we look at the end of the surah, this beautiful passage of Ibad al-Rahman, I want to highlight one specific dua because there are so many different challenges that so many people have in connection with things that are mentioned within this dua. There's a very common, very understandably, request or there's a very common question that a lot of folks may have is there a dua that I can make that can help me in my marriage, that can help me with my kids, that can help me with my family? In addition to, so not in, not instead of, but in addition to doing everything that we possibly can to, to check those boxes, in addition to that, we find this dua. Allah mentions, this is all the way at the end of the, the, the passage regarding Ibad rahman this is the last description of them, and they are those who make this dua, they say, our Lord make from among our spouses and our, our progeny, make them the coolness of our eyes, and make us as a unit, وَجَعَلْنَا لِلْمُتَّقِينَ imama, And make us an imam for people of taqwa. This dua is very, very powerful, especially if somebody connects with it on repeat, over and over and over and over. If things are challenging, connecting with this dua, in addition to whatever, whatever else needs to be done, will definitely make a big difference. If things are challenging, it'll help. And if things are going good then this will help for them to continue to go smoothly. So we always benefit when we make this du'a, whatever the circumstances we may be going through, and we ask Allah for smooth circumstances for all of us, especially at home, especially regarding our, our marriages and our relationships with our children. Amin Rabbil In Surah Al-Shu'ara, in Surah 26, the point that I want to highlight is found in a, in a there, there are these signature ayahs. What's interesting to note is who's saying this. Prophet Ibrahim salam he mentions a few very beautiful things about, about who Allah is. When I get sick, He's the one who heals me. He's the one who, who provides me with food and nourishment, so on and so forth. Regarding who Allah is, and then towards the end of that passage, he, think of who Prophet Ibrahim is. He asks Allah, Wala تُخْزِينِ يَوْمَ يبعثون. Subhanallah, if Prophet Ibrahim is making that dua, then we all need to be making that dua left, right, and center. Do not disgrace me on the day of judgment. And then he furthers his explanation of what that day is. And this is where we find the ayahs. Don't disgrace me on that day. On that day, nothing will matter from dunya. Two things are mentioned, but they're mentioned symbolically. On that day, wealth isn't going to matter, family isn't going to matter. In Surah Al-Kahf, Allah mentions, Al-Mal wal Zinatul al These two things represent the pinnacle of the best of what dunya has to offer. So he's saying, whatever the best is that dunya has to offer will not help anyone at all whatsoever on that day. Unless you show up on that day with a sound heart. إلا من بقلب You find this constant theme in the Quran. It goes back to the heart. It goes back to the heart. It goes back to the heart. So I should ask myself during this blessed night in Ramadan, internally, how is my heart doing? How is my heart doing? Am I at a place where I want to be, generally, in terms of my relationship with Allah Azza wa Is there anything good that I can continue doing in this month and after? Is there anything bad that I need to leave in this month and after? And am I asking Allah to help me with that struggle? No one is saying it's easy. It's not easy to build good habits. It's not easy to break bad habits. No one is saying that it's easy. But are we at least trying to polish the heart so that way when we show up on that day, we can at least sincerely say that, Ya yeah Allah, I genuinely tried my best. Flawed as I may be, however many mistakes I may have made, I genuinely tried my best day in and night out to try to be good with you and to try to be good towards your creation. I genuinely tried. And there are different signs that indicate whether or not someone is sincere. Is that, are those words actually being lived right now? When we look at this, it's a scary hadith, but it should be scary in a healthy way. The Prophet mentioned the first people, to be thrown in the fire on the Day of Judgment are people who are externally good, very good, the scholar, the martyr, and the philanthropist, the generous person. Outwardly, these are very, very good things. These are cornerstones in our deen. For someone to die a shaheed is a huge honor. If somebody, if they live and they die as a scholar, that's a huge honor. If someone, if they live and they die as a generous person, supporting good causes, especially regarding deen, That's a beautiful thing, that's a powerful thing. But if the heart isn't right, nothing externally matters. No one is saying it's one extreme or the other. Both are are intertwined in our religion. But at the end of the day, there has to be that balance and there is a slight edge for the internal as opposed to the external. Both have their importance, but one is further ahead of the other because the heart is something internal. How is my heart doing? Illam And then the last point that I want to mention um, at the end actually of, uh, of Surah Al-Shu'ara, it's part of a, a longer and larger discussion. But it's interesting to note, Shu'ara means poets. The name of Surah 26 is the poets. And poetry was like nowadays, we're in the information age or we're in the technology age. At that time, in that place, it was poetry. That, that was the main thing. That was the niche of the people of the Prophet ﷺ in that place at that time. The arts. There's a need for us to lean more into the arts within our community. In terms of making movies that represent Islam properly. In terms of producing artwork that represents Islam properly. Leaning into poetry and spoken word. There's a need for, for many different things. But it's interesting to note that an art was the main thing that was popular at the time of the Prophet ﷺ. So at the very end of the surah, Allah praises those who were believers and were experts in poetry and they used their skill, they used that art in ways to support and defend the deen. It's part of a larger discussion but we do need more youth and more Muslims to be news anchors, to start businesses, to, to start news channels, to have that positive media representation that we need. We need to do this for ourselves. That's the last point that I wanted to mention. We ask Allah to make us people of Qur'an. We ask Allah to help us to live and die as people of Qur'an. We ask Allah to forgive our mistakes and to gather us in paradise.